Good night alive. Doesn't God deserve our best every day? Amen. Let's go to familiar chapter in the Word of God, the 107th division of the book of Psalms, if you would. Psalm 107. And may God help us. The scene is picturing Judah being restored after being in Babylonian captivity. We've been talking about that on Sunday mornings. And we've been talking about that with Haggai. They got back from Babylon. And then we went backwards in Habakkuk. And Habakkuk talked about how they would soon be going into Babylon. So Haggai happens after. Habakkuk happens before. Psalm 107 really is the psalmist looking at Israel being restored after they'd been in that Babylonian captivity for 70 years. They, by the way, they went there for disobedience. So let's all just, let's just keep it real a couple days for Thanksgiving as we look back over 2023 and let's just be honest, a whole lot of mess we were in was because of disobedience. And, and it is God's treatment of us in spite of our disobedience that ought to erupt in us the sentiment of the psalmist. Everybody listening? They would, the psalmist said, considering what we were and what God did, let me tell you what my response is to how God treated us even after we disobeyed him. Here now, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Come on now, I ain't even start preaching yet. The Bible's preaching. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his good. For his mercy endureth forever. Let's look at verse number two because we can't leave it out because we need it. Because remember, the, the nation of Israel, Judah, they were redeemed by God. To be redeemed means to be bought back. Reconciled means to be brought back, all right? Redeemed means to be bought back. Reconciled means to be brought back. You say, which one do we get? Both. In Jesus, you got bought back by his blood. In Jesus, you got brought back. It took the blood to buy you, and since the blood bought you, now God could bring you. Come on, help me now. Verse number two. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. In case you didn't know, he's talking to you. If you're saved, you're redeemed. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let, Lord, we pray that you're blessed now. Cleanse me, empty me, fill me, use me in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. The psalmist is helping us. This is, this is just a natural, logical, reasonable response to redemption. A natural, logical, reasonable response to restoration. This is just what people should do when they are not given what they deserve. Instead, are given so much 
better. Israel, Judah, God's people had to understand we went to Babylon because we deserved it. We were judged because we deserved it. We were in captivity because we deserved it. We were treated bad by Nebuchadnezzar because we deserved it. We went to that pagan land away from where we were because when we were in the land of Jerusalem, we didn't do right. So we went to Babylon because we deserved it. Yet God brought us out of Babylon. We didn't deserve that. And so he says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endureth forever. For a few moments tonight, looking at the psalmist and his statements in verse number one of Psalm 107, looking at the challenge in verse number two, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And by the way, we, we often say that all the time. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. What so? What do you mean say so? So what? Say what? Say what he said in verse number one. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. so here's what he's saying. What I just said, verse, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his good, for his mercy endureth forever. He said, this is what the redeemed of the Lord should be saying. I want to ask you a question. Like, are you redeemed? If you're not, be a good night to get saved. Now, if, if, you, if you are saved, which means redeemed, synonymous, saved, redeemed, redeemed, saved. Those of us that are saved are redeemed. Those of us that are redeemed are saved. So we ought to be saying what the psalmist said in verse number one. I, I would call it an attitude of gratitude. Say it with me, an attitude of gratitude. Let me encourage you just a few moments during this Thanksgiving season and in the Christmas season. Let me help you. Don't be a Grinch. Because when you consider what God's done, considering what we've done, just being alive ought to give us an attitude of gratitude. And it's hard to find gratitude anymore. It's hard to find thankful people. It's hard to find joyous people. It's, it's hard to find excited people. It's, it's hard to find people that really appreciate what is done. I'll tell you why. We have lived in the goodness of God, as Didi just sang a few moments ago, so long that we actually think we deserve it. This psalm is a rehearsal. And we're not going to look at all those other verses tonight because we could just be here for weeks upon weeks upon weeks upon weeks upon weeks as the psalmist helps the people of God remember all that they did, all that they went through, all that God did, how that God came through for them, how his works were shown in such abundant ways, how he took care of their enemies, how he provided for them, how he gave to them what they couldn't give for themselves, how they disobeyed God. And Israel is such a picture of us, no matter how much God did. As soon as something happened they didn't like, they went to complaining. Why'd you take, they wanted to get out of Egypt. As soon as they got out of Egypt, they got to the Red Sea. We should have stayed in Egypt. As soon as they got in the wilderness, we should have gone back to Egypt. As soon as they got manna, oh, this is great. As soon as the manna didn't turn out good because they didn't do what God said, now they're manna about the manner, and, and the water got bitter, and they're mad about the water, and they, they get out of there, and they're mad they're in the wilderness, and they go to the next, they get in the promised land, they're, they're angry, you just can't, listen to me, you just can't keep people happy if they don't choose an attitude of gratitude. So tonight, let me give you three thoughts out of this verse. No, 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 notice the first section. Notice the, the first section. This is a passionate call. Oh, give thanks. This is what the psalmist is saying. Hey, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you, Judah, you, those of you that went to Babylon because you should, those of you that got judged because you should, those of you that got what you deserved, hey, those of you that God redeemed anyhow, oh, let me give you a passionate call. 
Oh, give thanks. This is what he's saying. He's, he's saying to every single person. This is what he's saying. He's, he's saying that this is a personal decision. Listen to me. Thanks is not a circumstance. Thanks is a choice. You decide to be thankful. Did anybody hear me tonight? You just, listen, listen, we're almost done with this day of the month in 2023. Have you thanked God for health? Have you thanked God for strength? Have you thanked God for salvation? Have you thanked God for freedom? Have you thanked God for the Holy Spirit? Have you thanked God? Well, no, Pat, you know why? Because you're too busy telling God what you don't have. This is what the psalmist said. Considering where you were, considering what you should have been, considering where he could have left you, here comes a passionate call. Oh, he's talking to everybody. Oh, oh, oh. He didn't just say, well, can y'all say thank you? I mean, it's the right thing to do, man. I mean, can't you just be? No, no, he said, oh, give thanks. Listen to me. This is a personal decision, right, right, right? This is a personal decision. He said, oh, give thanks. And then he says, unto the Lord. Huh? He said, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. So, so when you're making a personal decision, right, you got to make sure you, you, you have a proper dependence. Listen, he said, oh, give thanks who? To the Lord. To the Lord. To the Lord. You know, we've been, we, we spend too much time thanking everybody but the main person. Wow. So he says, your, your personal decision also ought to have a proper direction. Here's what he's saying. Give thanks unto, direct it to the right place. Listen, if you depend upon the Lord, then you direct your thanks to the Lord. Hey, let's make sure, let's make sure. I was talking to uh, the Tibbs in the hospital the other day, and they were saying it's amazing how the doctors can, can, can take something, uh, it's something small, and put it in your body, and take what your body's already doing, and just direct it the right place. I mean, the body's already putting fluid out, the body's already sending things the right way, but sometimes your body needs help to direct you know what the problem is? The problem is not that we're not thankful. The problem is we're not thankful to the right person. Tonight we need to come to church on a Tuesday night and say, all that thanks I'm giving to people I've never met and I'm buying their music and all that people I'm giving, thanks I'm giving to people on the highway to let me in and all that thanks I'm giving to people who've never done for me as much as I, the people I buy their jerseys because they play football and the, the people I watch their shows because I like to plot. I need to take something and direct my thanks to the main one unto the Lord. Oh, this is, this is a passionate call. Amen. Notice, secondly, notice the persuasive cause. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. What's the cause here, psalmist? Because he's good. I said, because he's good. I said, because he's good. Now, now let's listen, he's good when it's raining. He's good when you're broke. He's good when you're sick. He's good when people betray you. He's good when you get bad news. He's good when you have a bad day. He's good when people get on your nerves. Now, if everything I said is true that he's good, you know what the problem is? We don't give thanks. For he is good. This is an attitude of gratitude, and it's a choice. It's a decision. It's something I embrace. Nobody can make you thankful. Nobody can force you into thanksgiving. Hey, the psalmist said, I can't force you. I'm pleading with you. I'm calling you to give thanks. But then he said, while I'm pleading with you, I'm 
passionately calling you, but I'm persuasively trying to cause you to give. Now, he said, I'm just trying to give you a little bit more. I'm just trying to put a little fuel in the fire, put a little wood in the fire. I'm just trying to put a little gas in the tank. I'm just trying to stir you up a little bit. If you're having trouble giving thanks, let me remind you of something tonight. The God we serve is good. Amen. We have to tell ourselves this. Because we spend too many days, too many hours, too many moments, too many statements, too many thoughts, too many decisions, too much foolishness thinking about how bad light, ladies and gentlemen, we have a good God and we have good lives. Just imagine if you didn't know God, the God he just sang about. You couldn't call him mine. He's always a standing ovation. Wow. An attitude of gratitude. The passionate call. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. The, the, the persuasive cause for he is good. Now look at the last part. It, it, this, is, this is what I call the precious comfort. For his mercy endureth. Forever. Huh? For his mercy. Wait a minute. You, you remember when I talked to you about what I talked to you before we first got started? What the scene was, what the background was. Judah had gone to Babylon because they disobeyed God and God judged them. And now God was bringing them back. If anybody should have known about the mercy of God, it was people who were getting good when they deserved bad. Now, let me direct it from Judah to you and me. If anybody in the building tonight should know about the mercy of God, it's us folks who have done bad and yet God is still doing us good. Now, tell the reins of your brains that I ought to give thanks because he's good and his mercy endures forever. Listen to me now. Your chicken don't stay good forever. Your turkey ain't going to stay good forever. Your greens ain't going to stay good forever. Your shoes ain't going to stay good forever. Your money is not going to spend forever. Your hair ain't going to stay on your head forever. Your, your health is not going to be good forever. Your people that are with you are not going to be with you forever. The ones that you love in office are not going to be there forever. Your favorite team is not going to win forever. Your favorite kind of weather is not going to last forever, but his mercy endureth forever. Now we need to check our attitude. And the attitude of gratitude. I read a quote several years ago, and it comes to my mind tonight. You cannot choose what happens to you in life, but you can choose how you respond to it. And here is the psalmist helping us. Hey, look, Judah, y'all went there because you acted up. You're disobedient, you complain, you're sinful, stubborn, slothful, Stiff neck, simple, sorry. What else? Shady. All this other stuff. God, God, God never punishes you because he enjoys it. He does it because you need it. Because I need it. 
And yet, we always in some dump. Like, like we're the low end of the world. Listen, if you know the Lord, you're in the small minority in the world. And he says, I treat you too good for you to be acting like things are so bad. Anybody listening tonight? Ain't that us? We need a few days off, big feast, just to be reminded God's good. And yet every day he puts roof over our head, clothes on our back, food on our table, way more food than most of the world has. I pulled up in church tonight looking, I saw cars in the parking lot. I ain't see a bunch of people walking in the rain. Huh? You got a car. Every time you drive past somebody homeless, they go bugging me for, you ought to thank God it ain't you. I'm telling you, listen to me. Gratitude makes you feel better. I said gratitude makes you feel better. Thankfulness just do something to your spirit. Amen. And so does complaining. Just get you all messed all up. You just ain't good for nothing. Amen. And, and the Jews, 40 years, wandering around, just whining and whining and whining and whining and whining. Moses told us they could have gotten there in 11 days, and it took them 40 years. You trying to take 40 years to get somewhere in 11 days? Now check yourself. We all better. Say it with me. An attitude of, say it again, and of. And not just for Thanksgiving week, every day. Just get up and start thanking the Lord. Things will get better. It doesn't mean that your money, you can you say, okay, Pastor, I tried it. Tomorrow morning I'm going to get up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Then I'm going to check my account. Dog, it's the same. No, that's not what I'm saying. See, 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 I wish I sometimes. That some days I want to get up and just holler and I can't do it. And jump. But, you know, we got to understand that get better is not always on paper. We think get better means get what we want. Get better is me getting to be a, the better person that God wants. And when you start thinking, all of a sudden your spirit, you look at your phone, you got the same little two pennies in the bank account, but your mind is better. Your spirit is better. And you can go enjoy that bread and peanut butter. And you bite it and it tastes like ribeye steak. You wake up and go, oh, what is this? I didn't even realize. Let me close my eyes and thank God again. Thank you for this steak, Lord. Thank you for this steak. Oh, it sure is good. Your wife said, what in the world is wrong with you? Call it next thing you know, the ambulance pulling up. My husband's hallucinating. All right. Gratitude changed your mind. You'll see things differently. Jeremiah said, things terrible. They just read Lamentations 3. It's just terrible. It's just terrible. I mean, the wormwood and the gall, I got a bitter taste in my mouth. These people treat me bad. I'm trying to preach the word to them. It's horrible. Lamentations 3, all of a sudden, there was a shift came in his life. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of thy mercies that we are not consumed because thy compassions fail not. They're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. 
nothing on the surface changed, but his outlook changed his outcome. Jeremiah learned to have an attitude. Try it again. And all right, y'all. Y'all tell him the first part, and they'll say the last part. Right? And of and of. Now let's switch it up. And of and of. Now let's see if the people in the balcony listening. Okay, we're gonna say the first part. Let's see if they listening. Down on the floor and of, that's what I'm talking about. Give it up for them. Them some smart people. They, they hold knobs and hitting buttons and all the while saying, gratitude, amen. Now look, let me ask you a question. Seriously, all jokes aside. Don't you feel better just saying that? That's what, I mean, thankfulness does that. We are too blessed to be a mess and way too blessed to stay stressed. Can I get an amen? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Our Father, we bless your holy name. Magnify your goodness in our lives. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name.